Second and victory. Tennessee Titans season is over, and oh, no, let me check my phone. The Georgia Bulldogs just scored again. Uh, welcome <laughs> back to another episode of the Zach and Victory Podcast. My name is Austin Nelson. Uh, did y'all watch that game the other night? I watched all of it. I watched the first did half. You really? And I was like, I watched this all is over. of it. Yeah, I did. The Preds played though too, so I started going back and forth, but I kept it on. More power to you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> On yeah, it was uh, whatever it was at halftime. Like it was actually before halftime, so I think it was still what twenty four to seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I told I told my wife, I was like, this one's over, and she was like, it's college. Like people come back from that all the time. I was like, shit, was like this one's over. Done for. All right, before we get into it, start the podcast. Go hit subscribe. Uh, Make sure you're spreading the word about the podcast. It's about to be the off season. Uh, but we are still going to be around and putting out content and podcasts. And as Titans news drops, uh, again, we appreciate all the support you guys give us. We're brought to you by BroadwaySportsMedia.com. Uh, get us on Twitter at Second Victory and visit the merch store, SecondAdVictory.com. Uh, I am always joined by my two co-hosts, Brett Batchelor, Chris Carter. I, I didn't give you guys a proper introduction. What's up, guys? Missed y'all. It's all good. How's it going? Good. Uh, I think we're all thankful that we can kind of talk about this podcast and not have the stress of who's playing this week and who's not playing and really who's not playing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I does. think you said it best. You said it best. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. I, it's yeah, a weird I feeling, just, dude. It's a weird feeling right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like last Saturday I was all <laughs> geeked up. Like, hey, you know what? Fuck the Jaguars. Let's go beat them. And then the game is going on and like, <laughs> Three and a half minutes left in the game. You're like, all right, they're gonna they're gonna win. They're actually gonna do this. We're gonna do this, yeah. The home playoff game will start, you know, securing tickets, and then the game happened, and the f- the f- the fumble, the lack thereof, fumble, the Ford the daily pass. happened. Yeah, the daily yeah Ford happened. pass. Yeah. Um. I again, I don't, I, I don't really care to talk too much about that game, honestly. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I I don't care. Like, I don't want to talk about how Josh Dobbs did and the defense. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Talk about the game. Uh. But I still might buy merch. About the lack of the review on that play. It was yeah. it was twenty five seconds. Call confirmed it, touchdown. It was it was absurd. Um, oh. I mean, you see you see the most blatant fumbles and stuff. They spend you know a good three or four minutes on sometimes. That one didn't even get three seconds. It felt. I mean, like. the Jags were still celebrating in the end zone. When yeah. he turned his mic on, said the call was confirmed. I think we saw one replay, and they they the next uh, screen was a field goal. And I was like, "Wait, what? That's it?" Yeah, dude. I was I was sitting uh, with Joe Honk, and we were listening to the game and watching it. And obviously, the play happened. And Joe and I were at first. Me and Joe looked at each other, we're like, "Oh, well, that's an incomplete pass." But they're letting the play. They're just letting the play out. They don't want to blow it dead in a game like this. Then they scored, and we're like, okay, well, they're going to go look at it, obviously. And before we even got that out, that's when the official said, hey, yep, call is confirmed. I mean, it, it seems like everybody that's seen it is is pretty sure it was 
a forward pass. Josh Dobbs is adamant it was a forward pass. Yep. Um, and I think that guy probably understands traje- trajectory a little bit. <laughs> um, so it was, I don't know. It was, you see you see that that fumble called, or uh, sorry, you see that kind of play called an incomplete pass often. Um, just wasn't for Dobbs. I think I saw the tweet. It was either week one this year. Um, or was it last year in the playoffs for Brady? Same, almost. It was. It's. It's kind of creepy how identical they were. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And they called Brady for an incompletion, and then obviously Dobbs was the the fumble. The, and and think, the thing is, too, man, is like if say that it's called an incomplete pass, or they review it and it gets overturned, and Titans punt the ball. There's a good chance that that game's over because Jacksonville wasn't doing anything. At all, especially in the second half. Trevor wasn't moving the ball. So, I mean, if that's an incomplete pass, there's a very good chance that that game's over. And we're talking about the Titans playing the Chargers this week. You think Adele yep. got, like, on the on the intercom and said, hey, do not overturn this shit. Like, please. <laughs> they, need don't they need Trevor in the playoffs. Don't overturn it. Mm. Yeah. It just, uh, it, it just sucks the collapse the last seven games. Of how, it, it's been a long time since the Titans had a seven-game losing streak. Four. Yeah. Four game losing I mean, streak. when? When? Yeah, when's, when's the last time you can think of one? I, I think the the Wizen Hunt. The, uh, yeah, it had to been the the 2015 year. Yeah, I think I, it was. Uh, I have a buddy who's a Jags fan. Uh, yeah, he's one of the five. Um, <laughs> but I actually texted him today, and he responded, and he was like, "I'm not sure. I wasn't sure if we were on talking terms after that <laughs> game the other night." And uh, I I just responded. I was like, "Y'all deserved it. We didn't like." There was nothing about this team that that deserved to be in the playoffs at this point. No, and it's and it's not that they were. It's not, it's not necessarily that they were a bad team because they weren't at one point this season. But just with the injuries piling up and the the fact that Todd Downing was still there in Week 18, like this team just didn't deserve it. I wonder what a healthy 2022 Titans team looks like. Yeah. I mean, across the board, like everybody, Harold, Bud, Traylon, Danico, Tannehill. Jeff, I what, Jeff not shooting up his ankle half yeah, the season. I wonder what everybody looks like, a full, healthy Titans team. I know it's not seven wins. They're going to win more games than that. You know, you go back and you beat the Bengals. You beat um, – You beat the, the Chargers. You beat the Chargers. You probably beat That's the Chiefs. You probably beat the Chiefs. I mean, Malik Willis took the Chiefs to overtime. I mean, listen, going back to week one, do the Giants move the ball like they do with Harold Landry on the field? Probably not. I mean, because they attack the weak side a lot. I mean, and and remember, that's that's a game we, we win if Randy Bullock gets a field goal. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And you're in the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Hindsight is also, 2020. I, I hate to I hate to burst the bubble here, but – uh, in 2015, when the Titans went three and 13, they didn't lose seven in a row that year. All right, 2014, two and 14, the two and 14 year they had to have. They had to have. Uh, let me go. Let me go I mean, there's, there's, there's no mathematical way that they didn't. Yeah, they had to have lost that. Six lost was the losing streak in 2015. Oh my god. Uh oh, they definitely did in 20. So in 2014, I think they lost uh, ten in a row. In 2014, the Titans won in week six. Uh, they didn't win for the rest of the year. So they lost ten in a row. That was, that was the yeah. Jazz game. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
16-14 was the win at LP Field, not even Nissan Stadium. That's crazy. That's nuts. Anywho, uh, yeah, glad it's over. There's a lot to get into, a lot to talk about over these next couple weeks. Um, but I'll before we kind of dive into the, the, the juicy Titan stuff, uh, Chris, let's talk about our 2022 predictions. Let us know how we did. <laughs> Do we have to? Um, so let's uh, obviously we didn't make predictions for every game, but um, I didn't get a single one right all season. Uh, Brett Not got all, one. All predictions. Uh, th- these are weekly predictions. Hold on. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the, the okay, weekly. So the, yeah, the yeah. weekly. So I didn't get any weekly. Brett got one weekly, and Austin went on a streak. Oh, he got three right, three in a row. Bold predictions. Right? Wow. Um, I don't know. Well, game three, yes. you got okay. you got one, and then game seven, eight, and nine, Austin got all those. Uh, all right, bold predictions. Uh, we'll start with me. Titans have at least two special teams touchdowns. They are zero. Titans have a top three scoring defense. And Derrick Henry breaks the single season rushing record. <laughs> I had a record of 10 and 7, so I went 0 for 4. What was your first Bro- prediction you said? Titans have at least two special teams touchdowns. Oh, gosh. Yeah. They finished 14th the points, Chris. Yeah. They did finish uh, first in rushing defense. Oh, they did. Um, Brett. Top five rushing attack, three running backs with over three hundred yards. Mm. No, no, no Hassan didn't one. do that. Oh, that didn't happen. I don't, sure even know what, to, I, would think. Right? I don't I even know what you were thinking with this one. Prediction I'll number be. two: Randy Bullock, ninety-four percent accuracy. Yeah, that went away week one. <laughs> week um, one, that was gone. And then prediction number three, 13 plus interceptions. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, no. How many do we have? Uh, 14. Oh, oh, we did it. Let's go. 14. Look at that. Okay. Let's go. Nice. Uh, but so we got rushers. Uh, no, that didn't happen. Dontrell was second with 145. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Um, I knew Hassan could have been the would have been the closest, and he didn't even break a hundred, did he? I don't think so. Uh, Shoot, Jonathan Ward no. probably had more. Ninety three. Um, Twenty-five. All right, eleven and six record is what Brett said. So no, nope. I guess it's. I guess it's. All right, seven. Austin, you were close on this one, man. Derrick Henry leads the league in rushing. He finished second. Yeah, so close. So Josh close. Jacobs had sixteen fifty three. Derek had fifteen thirty eight. If only this second one were true. Traylon Burks has over a thousand yards receiving. Uh, and then prediction three: clean sweep of the NFC East. <laughs> that went away week one. We literally yeah, lost week one. one. Uh, we went, went one and three against three. the East this year. One and three. And you also predicted ten and seven along with me. Let's go with the NFL Dang, hot dude. takes. Uh, oh, yeah. My I, first one is absolute embarrassment. <laughs> Every team from the AFC West makes the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that dude, that dude really. being a terrible division for the most part. <laughs> um, Bengals missed the playoffs. Obviously, didn't happen. 
And I'm not sure on this one, but I said Tom Brady has his worst statistical season. I know he mm. had a lot of yards, but I, I think his touchdowns and interceptions were low, or touchdowns were low, interceptions were high. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Tom Brady, four thousand six hundred ninety-four yards, Tons twenty-five yards. touchdowns, nine interceptions. Okay, so not not his worst. All right, Patrick Mahomes, forty-one touchdowns. Sorry, <sighs> Brett, this one. This one barely even made it to the first day of the season. Logan Logan Woodside will be quarterback two <laughs> all two. season. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, you got your second one. Miami Dolphins make the playoffs. Nice. Uh, and then the MVP race will be two men, Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. Not the case. Yeah, that's a no. That's a no as well. I thought that was such a good one at the beginning of the year. Hey, I mean, it, it could have been. Yeah. Oh, studs. Um, Austin, you got your first one, I believe. Vikings win the NFC North. Nice. Uh, you actually, you have one that's still a question mark because you predicted yeah. that the Eagles will win a playoff game. And your last one uh, was not accurate. Pat- Patriots finished with the top five worst record. Ooh. They almost made the playoffs. Um, what were they drafting? Like 12th, 13th? Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, because they were 8 and 9. Yeah. Somewhere in the teens. Yeah. Um, I can't find it. It's forever to load. Patriots are. What'd you say, 14? Yeah. 14th, yeah. Who knows what they'll take? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't put – I was nervous, Chris. I thought my last one was Trey Lance wins MVP. <laughs> oh, bro. I remember I said that at the beginning of the year, and I'm glad I did Yeah, I think you were I think you were thinking about doing that one, actually, and decided yeah, not to. I think the – yeah, no, no, no. I'm glad I did that. He had the chance, and then he didn't. Um, okay. All right. Well, a uh, lot, of, lot of work to do. At least, Brett, you got a ball prediction, right? Yeah, I've got a bowl prediction and an NFL prediction, so I'll take it. I will 100% take it. Yep. All right. Uh, all right, guys, let's get into it. So we got, um, obviously, you know, midway through the year, John Robinson's fired after the Eagles game, and the Titans have been on the hunt for a general manager since. Well, the hunt is officially heating up, and there are candidates, and Amy Adams-Strunk is interviewing. Uh, and I want to give you guys the list of – Candidates. So let me uh, pull my phone up real quick and tell you who is interviewing today at some point. I'll tell you guys. All right. Um, so Adam Peters is not. And Adam Peters is Chris, our favorite uh, candidate. Yep. And that, that, that hurts. Yep. That's a killer. Um, 49ers director of player personnel. Uh, is it Rand Catherine? Catherine? Uh, Browns. Assistant I believe that's GM, how you said. I think so too. Browns assistant GM Glenn Cook, Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham, Bills director of player personnel Malik Boyd. Am I missing anybody? Uh, just the internal guys. That'd be it.
Yeah, I think it was just the internal guys. Um, right. Who are Ryan Cowden, Ryan Cowden, Monty Austin, Austin Fort. Fort, and uh, Teron Davenport mentioned another name. Yeah. Uh, let me go look who Teron sent. I remember sending it to y'all. It's the, the guy that's part of the accelerator program. Yeah. Um, we've sent so many links to each other the last couple of days. Did you mention Quentin Harris? Uh, he's also a candidate. Cardinals <laughs> VP of player personnel. I think the guy I'm highest on now is, is Ian Cunningham. He's the Bears. I've from a lot of people. For those that don't know, don't don't get freaked out about the Bears. Uh, he's kind of just been there for a short snit. Uh, this guy has uh, a lot of um, experience. He's under the kind of the Aussie Newsome, Howie Roseman tree, and both of those guys are two of like the best uh, draft evaluators in the last what two decades. Uh, so he comes from that tree. So you got to have some faith in him. Um, so now I would say Ian Cunningham is my my top choice. Uh, Brian Gardner is the other internal candidate. That's right. Yeah, Director I know Chris. You were surprised Stretch was not a candidate, but again, maybe that was just kind of like uh, speculative rumors from Titans fans, and it really had no substance behind it. Yeah, I mean that kind of that kind of feels like the case, right? Um, the uh, and, and <clears throat> it's not a situation. I anticipate he'll be uh, have a bigger role at some point, right? For sure. I mean, but <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's interesting because I think it was um, F words uh, posted on Twitter that um, pretty much all of these guys that are outside of the organization currently are part of the NFL's accelerator program. Um, Amy mentioned in her article that came out this week um, with Titans online that they had been in the process for four weeks now Um and all of the people involved in the accelerator program uh, were at the NFL owners meeting four weeks ago. So <clears throat> you would have to think that she's already had some one-on-one time with most of these candidates that they're bringing in to interview, um, which also leads me to think that one of them will be the hire. Um, obviously, she knows Cowden. She knows Monty Olson Ford. Uh, she knows Gardner. Uh, Gardner also part of the accelerator program. So, um, but those are also J Rob guys, right? Like, and I don't know, you know, we didn't, we don't know like what the, uh, what her viewpoint is on how he worked with them, uh, how he actually like leaned on them and their advice and stuff. But um, I, I kind of think I'm, I'm leaning toward it being an outside hire at this point. That was my next question. I was going to ask so. you guys if you're going to be surprised if it was an outside hire. No, I kind of prefer <clears throat> an outside hire to be honest. I would too. Yeah, I do too. Um, I believe I believe Cunningham's a former player. Is that right? Yeah, he had like a, um, a small stint in the league. He was a practice. He was an offensive lineman. Offensive lineman, I think. Right. Um. So. Uh, you know, th- these are guys that have been around in the league for a long time. Um, going back to, you know, Peters, um, that's a guy that's kind of um, – I, I don't I, – I'm not necessarily shocked that he declined uh, just because he's from the Bay Area. He grew up a 49ers fan. Like, this, this seems like really a dream job for him that he's got 
right now, and he'll probably be GM of that team someday. Um, so it sucks to lose out on on him interviewing, but at the same time, it, it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't. And I think, too, without knowing, you know, this aspect of it, I think you would think that the next GM is somebody that Mike Vrabel knows, right? Like maybe he's met before, had a, you know, had a shook hands with, maybe knows him better than we think. Um, heard good things about at least. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking like you want somebody that's going to work well with Mike because I think these two guys are going to have to – work hand in hand together more than maybe what John and, and Mike did from what we're kind of learning now um, yeah. about that relationship. I want to read this, this snippet of what uh, from titansonline.com or Tennesseetitans.com. Um, uh, Jim White had a conversation with Amy Adams Strunk, and here's what she said about the next GM. We want someone who is an exceptional talent evaluator, exceptional at roster building, and someone who is an excellent decision maker. Also want someone who is a collaborator, someone who's able to find and build consensus to get the best answers for the team. Someone who's open to innovation and evaluating talent beyond the traditional avenues. Someone just really talented in all areas. But more than anything, I want someone that can collaborate. That is super important to me. Being able to find this person who can collaborate so we're all working together, rowing the same direction. There was a word in there that she said three times. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. Collaboration. Collaborate. That just kind of tells me that J-Rob did not do that. It was, yeah. hey, I'm going to sign Jeff Swain to th- uh, a one-year deal with $3.4 million. Y'all $3 million. All right, cool. All right, cool. <laughs> hey, yeah. I'm trading A.J. Brown. It's uh, – it, I, I think that's – I mean, it speaks volumes, right? It's yeah. – uh, that it's a PR puff piece when it comes down to it, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. And you don't put words in PR puff pieces that aren't valuable. <laughs> um, so I think it speaks volumes. And uh, I, I think that I, going back to the point you made before that, like it's going to have to be somebody that can work hand in hand with Vrabel. Um, if there's an existing relationship there, I think that could be interesting. If they, if that plays into it at all, Vrabel's a well-connected guy. We know that. Yeah, I mean, a lot 100%. of people know Mike Vrabel. He was in the league for a long time. He's coached at the collegiate level. He's coached at the NFL level. This is a guy that knows a lot of people in this world. I think too, and this is just her being. You know, she's told us this for a long time, but she's dead ass serious about winning a Super Bowl. In multiple, oh, 100%. Uh, and so I think that's part of the reason why they all love John Robinson. There's no denying that, but he was not getting the job done. So they had to make a move. And I think when she said evalu- evaluating talent beyond their traditional avenues, I think they're just, they, they all know that you can't win a Super Bowl the way the Titans have built and constructed a roster of the last five years. Like us, the Bills, the Chiefs. The Bengals, um, hell, even the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback, but they have – it's a passing league now. And the Titans have been passed on that. There's no speed with this team. And Vrabel talked about that at his, at his uh, interview presser, that they have to get faster. So I'm excited for that. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. That's just a one-year thing. It's going to be, I think, longer than just a one-year to get faster. Um, but I'm excited for that. I just want a – 
we've talked about it, but I'm ready for a new look Titans offense. New wave. Just a new a new regime. I don't know what that's going to look like, but just how we've been so used to the same players year after year. And now what's this new GM going to bring? Like what's the kind of guys he's looking at? What's Vrabel like, right? Because obviously it's been a lot of John Robinson making the call. Like what does Vrabel want to see in his offense? That's going to be exciting to see. Yeah, I think so too. And, you know, the hope is that Vrabel wants to be progressive, right? And, and try to have some kind of sustainable offense that can measure up with the Bills and the Chiefs of the world. Uh, he's had a defense that can compete with those teams. And that, that's the only reason we've been in games with those kind of teams, right, for the most part. Uh, he's had a running game that can compete with those teams. But uh, you need a passing attack in today's NFL. Um, it, I mean, there's a lot of roster moves of current players to be made that are not going to be here next year. Um, we can anticipate there might be more coaching changes coming. It's going to be interesting. I, I think one point I've heard that I think is really interesting is that not only with letting Todd Downey go, but letting Keith Carter go, um, there's a chance we could see a new blocking scheme because obviously Keith Carter's uh, MO m- might not be what Vrabel's looking for moving forward uh, with the, with a new look offense, whatever that ends up being. So if you're moving to like a power spread, that's that's not the type of, of offensive line that Keith Carter knows how to coach. So bringing in a new offensive line coach that can do whatever that scheme ends up being, I think is going to be interesting to watch too. Were y'all surprised that Keith Carter was let go or, or not really? No, I wish he was fired three years ago. But yeah, that's just me. Not at all. I mean, listen, we, we've seen we've seen guys come off the street and feeling well. Like, I mean, just this season. Let's talk about Corey Levin and uh, Jordan Roos. They played well down the stretch. They did. Uh, we've kind of seen that throughout Keith Carter's time, Keith Carter's time, but he hasn't developed anybody. In nope. a, I mean, Nate Davis has played well, but like it took time. And, and he's also, a nat- he's like, more of a natural talent too, I think. And that's I was going to say, Nate Davis peak because you haven't heard much about Nate Davis in I a think, couple of years. Right? I think Nate's regressed, if anything, and it's not. Necessarily I think so too. Yeah. I would argue as well. And and but like your the point to be made there that I'm trying to make is what you just said, Brett. Nate was already all already talented. He just yeah. needed work with his stance. He was doing that frog stance when in college. They fixed that, and he was the same. He was still a good lineman. You know what I mean? MPF regressed tremendously throughout this. Yes, uh, we've seen the lack of growth in Dylan Raiden's. You know, Keith Carter has not like. developed a single. Yeah, I mean, Keith Carter hasn't developed a single person since he's been here. We know that he didn't get along with your your most important offensive lineman and Taylor the one um, in the early days of their relationship. Taylor didn't doesn't seem like a guy over the last couple of days that's too disappointed that Keith Carter got fired. Um, it's I I don't think that uh, I wish he was gone before, but I'm glad he's gone now. Uh, he's got a good last name though. Are y'all related? <laughs> I wouldn't claim him if we were right. Before well, we, would you I claim talk Greg about Arkerman, Chris? That's your boy. <laughs> and I think too. So I want to talk about that real quick. Uh, 
a couple things before we move on to OC and 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 Aukerman, uh, I do want to say that I I think the Titans are in a great position to hire any GM candidate out there. It's just the Titans and Cardinals right now that need GMs. Uh, so they had their pick of anybody they want to. So she said in, in the article that they've they've they're taking their time with it, but they also want to get somebody in here as soon as possible. So I think they're gonna, you know, by the Senior Bowl. Again, yeah, you would have to I think, think so, right? Be, that's I think a, it needs to be a couple weeks before. <clears throat> well, Senior Bowl is in, what, three and a half weeks? Three and a half, yeah. So, so I, mean, yeah. I mean, you would think by next week? This time next yeah. week? And, I mean, and the, and, this, and the next time we'll hear from Vrabel, too, is at the Senior Bowl. So, I mean, if there's not a GM by then, then there's no telling what kind of questions he's going to get asked, too. Yeah, I I would imagine there's a GM at the Senior Bowl. I mean, you've got to get those scouts ready for what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, here's my thing. I think if there's not a new GM by the Senior Bowl, it's probably going to be Ryan Cowden. Yes. I would agree with that. That's a good way to put it. Just send Ryan down there about, and give him I, a job. I think I saw today or yesterday that Austin Ford is interviewing for a job. If somebody requests Cowden, is he able to go interview? I haven't seen any notes about that, but I would think so, right? I would think so. I don't yeah, see I mean, why he would be able just to. Just an interim, correct? I don't know. I was thinking about that today, and I—I I mean, usually, you know, we see Cowden do at least three or four an off season a year. Yeah, he was up for Pittsburgh. He was up for the Giants. Uh, he was up for the Bears one too. I'm pretty sure yeah, last like, year wasn't he was final two for the Steelers. I think like yes, he was, and the Giants. He was a finalist for the Giants as well. Yeah, a couple years ago, or that uh, would have been last year too. Actually, maybe the guys in your in your <clears throat> in your office still. You just don't know it. But also too, is there a reason of why he didn't get those jobs, or was he just outperformed in the in the interviews? So I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, but the positive news here, guys, is Todd Downing's fucking gone. That's that's the good news. <laughs> uh, we can all rejoice on that end now. Uh, I saw something. Do y'all think if there's kind of going off your point, Chris, if the GM is not hired before the Senior Bowl, do you think an OC is, or is that a longer process? Do you think so? Rabel has that say, and he has that pool of hiring an OC. Knowing what Amy said, that both of them will report directly to her, I think Vrabel probably has final say over his coaching staff. I would think so too. I and would I think, think so I think, uh, I honestly, like, it wouldn't necessarily shock me if if we know the OC before the GM, because then you know once you get the OC, you know what kind of offense the GM's trying to find players for. Like if we're being honest, dude, it's it's I'm I'm like eighty percent sure it's gonna be Tim Kelly. And that's not like no sources or anything like that, but I just I would like to go outside, but I don't know, dude. Just the the history with Vrabel and him and the history of Vrabel liking to go with his guys, that's just that's the easiest path that I see. And I'm not saying that I like it, but that's just what I well, could probably see happening. Back to what to what I was I meant to say a second ago was that uh F words, Zach from F words said that Chris Sanders said today, uh, Chris Sanders, former Titan, uh, said on a, on a radio show, and he kind of slipped up and said that he believes that there's more coaching cuts coming. 
and he kind of slipped up and said that. I don't know who. We can speculate it's Craig Ackerman. Is it – am I crazy to say Pat O'Hara? Strength I mean, and conditioning. Strength and conditioning for a Pat fucking – O'Hara, dude, I'm a Pat O'Hara fan, man, but that's that's a good one to put out there because there hasn't been very much development for any quarterback the last couple of years. And Tannehill, Tannehill included. Yeah. I mean, I would argue uh, – not saying Pat should keep his job by any means, but I would argue getting Josh – ready so quickly is is a good a sign of a good quarterbacks coach true but also it's josh dobbs who's a borderline genius so i was gonna say how much of it is josh dobbs being that um he learned that from other places not and not from paddle well, yeah. and too yeah. i mean i think i mean if you're not if you don't have at least a little bit of talent you're not gonna be in the league for six years so i mean he's shown at least for six years that he's good enough to be a backup slash third string and i think from these past two weeks he's shown that he is good enough to be a backup like if he if Tannehill's the starter next year Dobbs is the backup and Tannehill say Tannehill goes down for weeks three and four i wouldn't be that upset if josh Dobbs is the one coming in because he can at least manage and put points on the board yeah i think he can be a spot starter in this league yeah i agree i like that part of uh busting with the boys this last episode with josh Dobbs, and he said that uh i think taylor asked him about big ben he watched a lot of film, and Josh was like, nah, he was never really in meetings watching film. Like, I think he went home and watched film, which I think is just crazy that, you know, a player like Ben or a quarterback like Ben, and I'm sure there's other quarterbacks do it too, but just, you know, do a lot of their film watching at home with their family rather than doing it at work on the job. I don't know. I just thought that with was the funny. people you're doing the job with. Yeah, right. I just thought that was funny. Um, but I want to read this uh, piece from Albert Breer, uh, SI.com. Um, this will be Mike Rebel's fourth OC. And it's not because he's, they've been fired. Two have been, you know, elevated to head Two coaches. Two head coaches. Yeah. That's a positive. Uh, one has now been fired, obviously, with Todd Downing. Uh, he says if Rabel looks outside the building, both Alabama OC Bill O'Brien, his old boss in Houston, and ex-Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury, an ex-teammate from New England, have strong ties to the Titans coach. I'm down for Cliff, man. Sorry, I don't I mean to interrupt. The only the only thing about Cliff is I worry about them button heads. Yeah, would they though? I mean, I don't know. They're they're both pretty strong willed guys. So you think? I don't know. You think if this new offense that that you know, we we hope to see, you think it might just be a lot of it'd be easier on Cliff. Maybe Cliff just wasn't equipped to be a head coach and running everything, and he can just focus on play calling. Yeah. You think Cliff ends up head co- being a head coach in college again? Not right now. It, it wouldn't be at a major is, school. Yeah, say if it is, it's like a it's like a Bowling Green State. Yeah, maybe, like, like dude, he he couldn't do better than seven and five with Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. Like that. I mean, I think you have to go yeah. and probably because obviously now there's no head coach openings in college. I don't think. Maybe um, hey, maybe Stock still reti- uh, retires and he comes to Middle yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, we can only hope. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, man. Um, uh, Hawaii Bowl champions, Chris. Chill out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, hey, shout out to Brent Doherty's son. He's a member of that team. That's right. He is. Yeah. He is. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. I mean, I, it's shit. You cannot convince me that a Cliff Kingsbury offense in Tennessee wouldn't be fun as shit. Oh my um, gosh, dude. But. 
Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with him. Yeah. Uh, one, be, one argument I've seen against Bill O'Brien is obviously like Vrabel has kind of said that like Bill, Bill O'Brien's like a mentor to him, right? Um, when what kind of relationship is it when the mentor has to report to the mentee? Um, you know, it, it, that could be some uh, uncomfortableness. So. Well, and, and Bill O'Brien kind of got a power trip too when he was when he was in Houston when he was given a little bit more uh, more of a role. So, yep, I think exactly. I, I would, I would like, I would not be upset with Cliff. I would not be upset with Joe Brady either. I think Joe Brady would be a nice one. Obviously, he had his stint in Carolina. That was a horrible situation, and he had nothing to do there to make anything good. So, I mean, he's still young. Innovative. He's with the Bills. So, I mean, give him another chance. I wouldn't be. I mean, we saw what he did at LSU. So I would have no issue with it. I think a lot of that was Matt Rule too. I agree. I'd, I'd love Joe Brady. I think he he brings he would at least bring that innovation we want, right? We we talked about he he's good at incorporating speed into an offense, um, those sort of things. He he can kind of uh, we saw it at LSU. He can even kind of create speed uh, when it's not necessarily there. Um, I, he, I, I think that would be a huge win uh, as OC. Going back to Brett's point earlier, Tim Kelly is probably like the likeliest. Um, I, I, I don't really remember like what the offenses necessarily looked like uh, with the Texans under Tim Kelly. Obviously, it was Deshaun Watson, um, so it was good, um, but scheme wise and those sort of things. I don't really know what Tim Kelly's offense looked like in that regard. Hey, bring in Joe Brady. You get to repair him with Racy McMath, who was one of his receivers at LSU. There you so. go. He couldn't get anything <laughs> out of Racy at LSU though. So I'll uh, I'll tell you Chris, hold on a second. What his offenses looked like. Uh the twenty twenty season. They were middle of the pack, or I, I, they were top fifteen in yards, three hundred seventy-five yards per game. Uh, they averaged twenty-four points a game in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty-one, they regressed sixteen and a half points a game, and dead last in the league in yards. So I'm fucking out on Tim Kelly. <laughs> And personally, that's probably got a lot to do with that too. But I mean, so, Davis Mills. So let's talk about this though. 20, 2019 was his first year with the team. Um, call plays though. Yeah, he was offense coordinator. I don't know if he's calling plays. Uh, sorry, that was his first year as offense coordinator. Um, Deshaun went went sixty seven point three percent of his passes, thirty eight hundred yards, twenty six touchdowns, twelve interceptions. Uh, had a thousand yard back in Carlos Hyde, plus Duke Johnson with four hundred and Deshaun with four hundred. Um, I mean, not bad stats there. R- the receiving end, you had Nuke, uh, eleven hundred yards, one hundred and four catches. Can y'all imagine ever seeing a Titans receiver with a hundred catches? Um, Will Fuller with six seventy, Kenny Stills with five sixty. And Jordan Akins with four eighteen, Duke Duke Johnson with four ten. So the, they spread the ball out around a lot in the in the passing game. I don't know. I'll be disappointed if it's Tim Kelly. 
I'll understand. <laughs> he's also, I didn't realize this. He's still really young. He's only 36 years old. Very young. Yeah. He's still yeah. really young. Young dude. So who knows what he's learned in the last year. Maybe he learned. Hey, let's hope if it's, if it is Tim Kelly, he saw everything that Todd Downing did wrong and will not do those things. Yeah. yeah well, we can only hope. We can only hope. Uh, another, I think, I mean, I think offensive line coach is important. And uh, a lot of Titans rumors I've seen are bringing, wanting Mike Munchak back, which that would be insane uh, because he's had some very solid lines with the uh, Steelers and the Broncos. Broncos, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. Has he ever had a bad offensive line? I mean, hell in Tennessee. And it, maybe, sure when he the, maybe when he was the head ones. coach, but. I think there was well, that's because Bruce Matthews was his offensive line coach. I so so I there was a Reddit thread talking about bringing Munchet back, and someone brought up, and I don't know how true this is, but someone brought up that Bruce Matthews uh, was falling asleep in meetings whenever he was the offensive line coach. What, dude? Yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, there's a you, lot of people. There's a lot of people on. They're clamoring for Munchak, kind of like Austin said, dude. I'm, I, I would not hate it. I'd be all for it. Oh my god, I would be all for it. Talk about you want to, you want to turn around the offensive line in one year. Mike Munchak can do that, dude. Yeah. Paired with the Cliff Kingsbury offense, sign me up. But also comes back to scheme. Like, does a does a Munchak scheme match what a Clint Kingsbury scheme would look like? I don't think it would. Probably not. But it's interesting, you know. I think uh, <clears throat> I think Brent Doherty said it best on the on the radio. Like, yeah, I mean, it sucks that the season's over, but this is going to be a news filled off season for the Titans. Um, there's going to be a lot of there if it's not, you know, the GM search or the coaching hires. It's going to be roster moves at some point. A lot of them too. Yeah, and so. We, he said, <clears throat> I think Brent said, you know, it may get to a point where we have Titans news every single day of the all season. It's really possible. What's the next news thing to happen? You think? What's your what's your prediction? Because today <sighs> was Des Fitzpatrick has signed a uh, futures deal with the Steelers. Thank God. Right. Sure, it's not as I said, in, as I said in our text, uh, I was rooting for Des. I hope I never hear that damn name again. What a terrible fucking pick that was. Traded, um, up, traded you gave up, up to get him. To get him. Uh, ahead of Amonra St. Brown, too. That, that's um, one. Uh, the next big piece of news, I think, is I think we uh, – I wouldn't be shocked if tomorrow we hear about a couple more coaching firings, coach firings. I say we'll hear a couple more candidates for OC, possibly. That's my we haven't heard team. any candidates for OC yet, right? Oh, no. no interviews no. or anything? I wonder if we even will, though. I don't feel like that's something they ever really. I mean, we I hear remember... like Rappaport, Rappaport, or or Schefter, or whoever might report like Titans want to interview so and so. Like we heard, Vrabel wanted to interview Tim Kelly, and the Texans rejected it. That sort of thing. Right, kind of like we hear that the Browns want to interview, or they did interview actually Jim Schwartz. Schwartz, Jim Schwartz. yeah, for DC. Point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we're not going to hear about any personnel news until. Obviously, free agency. I don't even that's not that far. They'll start making cuts. When can they start making cuts? 
they'll start making cuts prior to February or March one, right? Because that's when a lot of like that's yeah, when a there's, lot of there's, like there's pre March first and there's post March first designations depending on yeah. Yeah. all for sure. Yeah, because a lot of guaranteed money starts in March, so I think. I mean, you got to think Lawan's probably one of the first ones announced just because kind of everybody knows that one's coming. But we'll see. I think when you talk about the historical year Ryan Stonehouse had as well. If, if, if dog, John Robinson dog. did one thing right on his way out, it was, it was getting Ryan Stonehouse. Yeah. That was an absolute win uh, in finding an undrafted gem like him. Um, Broken eighty-three-year-old record. Uh, I saw the Titan. I saw today the Titans are to punters what the Packers are to quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, and it's, it might be accurate. Um, I mean, dude, it's our third punter since the nineties. Yeah, he uh, he had an incredible season. Um, he, when you break a when you break a record that stood for eight decades. Uh, you're you're something special. You're doing um, something right. Yeah, he uh, he was just absolutely. He was fun to watch. I mean, really you know, was. We like, always got excited about the coffin kerners and stuff like that with Brett. But I mean, with with Stonehouse, you're just excited about a middle of the field punt because that thing is like going seventy yards without a problem. No, he he really did flip field position. Like every time, too. Yeah. And he makes it look so effortless. Like, he's almost, he almost is like to punting what Joe Milton is to throwing the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it like, I, I, I feel like if you, I'd like to see a side by side because Brett Kearns, when he kicked, his, I feel like his kneecap was hitting his forehead. Yes. Um, and, and Stonehouse's just looks so much more effortless than that. You just got that it's cool, cool to watch. walk to him. Just the the the, the hair flow. Just... He's got the moxie. I want to see some Stonehouse jerseys in the stadium next year. That, that I might get one. I might do it. But will you really? <laughs> I might. But will you? I might. I don't think you I've know. ever had a friend who like I couldn't name you a friend. Anybody that I've I've known that ever bought a like a, a kicker or punter jersey. Like nobody I, I knew. I could. I'm, I'm right there with you, like an Aldell Greco jersey. Aldell Greco, like you never saw Hendrix. Like it, it, didn't, it didn't happen. Um, yeah, I just want to give him some some, some love. He he deserved it this season. Um, I think it's that time, Chris. It's time for name that Titan, presented by Spencer Montgomery, realtor and auctioneer. All right. Y'all are not getting this player. We'll see. Are you sure about that? What a jinx. The hell y'all are going to guess this guy in a heartbeat. All right. Y'all ready? Uh, this Let's player was drafted in the fourth round of the 2012 NFL draft. Mm. Fourth round. I'll on Werner. By the Titans. That is not right. Justin Hunter. Uh, he was a second round pick. Yeah, he was second round. Oh, yeah. He's right. First pick yeah. in like 20, what, 2014, 2013? Uh, something like that. It was, it was 2012, 2012, you said? 2012 NFL draft. Is that, what, what draft is that, Brett? Kendall Rock? 2012 would have been uh, Chance Warmack. 
Chance, okay. Kendall Wright, I okay. think it was 14. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was Kendall Wright. 2012. It was the oh, Kendall. Okay. Call. 2012 was Kendall Wright. Okay. Wright. Chance Wormack yep. was what, 2010? No, I think he was after that. 20... He was 2013. 2013, yeah. yeah. Chance Wormack was after Kendall Wright? Yeah. So 2012 Kendall Wright draft. I'm looking at the uh, the first round. And you remember Doug Martin, the running back? Oh, yeah. my gosh, yeah. I was at the gym Saturday. And I walked in. There's a smoothie uh, place right inside. And after my workout, I went and got smoothie. And the guy behind the counter was wearing a fucking Bucks Doug Martin jersey. I said, do you know what kind of jersey you're wearing? He was like, yeah, man, it's crazy. I was like, okay, I don't want to talk to the boys anymore. Okay. Uh, all right, anyway. Um, fourth round, twenty twelve draft. He went to Clemson. Huh. Ooh, Anton Woods did not go to Clemson. Hmm. Clemson. No, it's not him. <gasps> hmm. Didn't we have a? Do we have a linebacker that played at Clemson? Kevin Dodd. Yeah, obviously him, but like back back in this era. Is it hard to believe, man? That's eleven. Colin years McCarthy. Ago. I don't know. That's, oh, that's a good guess. He went to Army. That's though, a good guess. Colin McCarthy. I thought he went to Army. We, we, we I, had thought, Army. I, thought, I actually think he went West Coast somewhere. But maybe Who was not. Army part that I'm thinking of. I don't know. Colin McCarthy. Uh, Miami. Miami. Okay. Did the Titans have an Army linebacker? I don't remember one. Uh, anywho. Um, all right. He played for six NFL teams in his career. Yikes. Are we allowed to ask a question? Wait, did you say he was drafted by the Titans or no? He didn't he was, say. He was drafted okay. by the Titans. I'll give you okay. that. So fourth round, 2012. Six Clemson played for six teams. Played for six teams. Six. Oof. <clears throat> <clears throat> Knowing Chris's next hint might give it away because he knows his um, history. Um, went to Dobbins Bennett High School in Kingsport, Tennessee. Ooh, mm. way up there then. Dobbins Bennett guy. Fourth round. Is he still in the league? He is not. Okay. So he played for six teams. That means there's no way he was with the Titans for that long, then. Dobbins Bennett guy. Is that a good school? Like, do y'all know much about it or no? They've had some good football teams over the years. Yeah, they're not, you know, powerhouse. Yeah, that's where um what's the what's the guy's name that played at MTSU that transferred to TSU? Wide receiver? Couple like within the last couple years. <laughs> He went there. Um, man, I need like some stats or something. Yeah, stats. I don't know if it'll help you. Um, two hundred seventy-two career tackles, three interceptions, one defensive touchdown. Um, okay, so we're, we're defensive side of the ball. Maybe y'all guessed this. After he left the Titans, he signed a three-year, fifteen million dollar deal with the Rams. Hmm. 
it's not it's not Tommy Campbell, is it? It's a good guess, but no. This guy competed with Tommy Campbell. Okay. okay. Interesting. That's my last hint. Oh my gosh. This guy competed. With Tommy so he's a DB. I would. I wouldn't have guessed this. I, I would. Have, I would have blanked on this guy too. To be honest, this would have already been gone, so he can't necessarily be a Mark Weston Huff. That's a good guess. Good guess. No. I'll turn around. I said him. He was UCLA, anyways. Not Tommy. Tommy was undrafted, I think. Tommy was. Yeah. Because he was an airport janitor. Mm-hmm. Before making the team. He's a stud return <laughs> man too. All right, oh, man. I think I stumped you all back on the board, get, man. Brett, Brett, oh, man. you got to make a guess, man. I'm trying to think Give of me. some more, dude. After Tommy and Mark Weston. Uh, it's not LaShawn Sims. It's not. It's a good guess. It's a six-round pick. He went to Utah. Yeah, it was like a Utah. Yeah. Why the fuck do I remember that? Is he a safety? It's got to be a corner. He's competing with Tommy Campbell. He's a corner. Damn, dude. I, I give up. That's the I era fall. that we stopped. A, a Tennessee kid, and I can't even place it. I feel I'm so ashamed. I thought you'd get there when I when I said that. All right, no guess, Brett. Give us the initials. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got to give the win to Austin on this one. Dang it, man! Cody Sensible. Oh, oh my gosh, dude! He played in the league for a while. That's so easy. It's not easy, obviously. Falcons but... played for the Falcons up until a couple of years ago, right? Uh, his last year was 2019. 2019. So that's the that's him, Parrish Cox, Bloody Ray Wilson. It said yeah. the guys he competed with was <laughs> Bloody Ray Wilson, uh, Tommy Campbell, Chris Hawkins, and Ryan Mouton. Oh, Mouton, okay. Mouton's the best out of those. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, since the ball made a little career for himself, though he he and wasn't what? bad. C-O-T-Y, correct? Yep. C-O-T-Y. Yeah. Yep. We should have gotten that, Chris. Yeah. That's one we should have gotten. Dang, dude, that was good, Austin. He Did he finish his career with the Falcons? Um, did he play for the Giants? The Redskins. Chris, he never played for the Falcons. What? <laughs> Rams, Giants, Broncos, Redskins. That's I remember all, the Giants. Okay. I think Bloody Ray Wilson played for the Giants too. <clears throat> Did Bleedy play for the Falcons? Am I making maybe? Maybe none of them. The Falcons, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he played go. for the Falcons for five years, so I was just confused. Oh wow! Teams. After after us? Yep. Oh my gosh! All right, I do want to wrap up with this. Uh, are the Titans trading for DeAndre Hopkins? No. No. Trade for DeAndre um, Hopkins. Can I, okay can I share it. my – this is my plan. Okay, this is what you do. Uh, you sign Lamar Jackson. You trade Tannehill right. to Arizona for Nuke, who trades Kyler to the Jets, and then you profit. And I'm down. You have, you have the best offense in the league. I'm so down. <laughs> Man. I'm in. I'm in, Chris. 
I I would like to I would like to see Nuke in a in two tone blue, uh, but I would like to see a twenty seven year old Nuke <laughs> two tone blue yep. and not a thirty two year old one. I am over the thirty year old plus uh, Hall of Fame wide receivers coming to the Titans and absolutely shitting the bed. Yeah, Randy Moss, Julio out. Jones, yeah. Andre Johnson. Has it ever worked? It's not worked Never. ever. No. Hey, Andre Johnson caught a game-winning touchdown pass in Detroit now. I was going to say Eric Decker. He caught a game-winning touchdown pass before, too. Yeah. There's there's probably a few more that I'm missing, but they've never worked out. I am t- I don't want to trade any capital for him. You got, if, you, if you're going to pay DeAndre Hopkins, why didn't you pay A.J. Brown? And that's something else I was going to bring up earlier, too, with John Robinson. A year ago today, if John Robinson was not the general manager of the Titans, would A.J. Brown still be a Titan? 100%. I don't know if it's 100%. 98%. I, I still think, think uh, EM would have would have not paid AJ. I, I don't know that that's the case, but I I, I think, think he AJ would have. I think AJ and his his agent stirred a lot of drama. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I mean, shoot, dude, you look at the history now that we know of of J-Rob though too. I mean, remember those quotes that came out a couple weeks ago about him talking to Big Jeff? Yeah. So I mean, there's the history of of him maybe not wanting to pay guys as much as he probably should. So I'm out at that point on him, I was I was, we've been out, but that you you can't let Jeff Simmons walk. Clay Clay Travis tweeted something today, like a hypothetical of do you trade Jeff Simmons on the eleventh pick to Chicago for the number one pick? And Titans no. are like, what? That's not a bad idea. You're out your fucking mind. Yeah, you don't let a guy like that walk. Yeah, you're, you're not, not finding any quarterback. Part of you you're know not why Danico Autry is so good too. It's because he has Jeff to let Danico do his thing. Danico's your number one. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. Um. The 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 mind blowing thing about that Clay Travis tweet was all of the Bears fans in the mentions saying you would need to add a couple more first round picks. Like they don't know who Jeff is. Oh shit! Right. Yeah, uh, y'all might need to give us a couple more first round picks. If <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to the AJ hypothetical, like, I, I don't, I'm definitely not going to say a hundred percent that he's still here. Um, I think just knowing his agent, knowing Boy, the drama, the drama that did transpire, I think that could have transpired with anybody. Um. I mean, we even we even know from the leaked conversation, the phone call with who was it, Debo? Yeah, Debo. yeah, We're, yeah. That there that there was like a twenty million dollar offer or whatever it was. Like, I I don't think the money was as low as as AJ ever made it seem publicly. Um, but I mean, you know, we'll we'll never know, right? I mean. A, it was a hypothetical that situation can never happen, but we also will never know what really happened behind closed doors. No. Um, but any kind of funny, too, that AJ goes to Philly and I don't think he missed any games this year? He didn't. Stayed healthy. But, you know, to to that point, Corey Davis missed four or five games this year. John New Smith missed games this year. Like, it's – the guys that did yeah, leave that were injury like, prone are still injury prone. Well, it's kind of different to me. Huh. 
Titans let those guys walk. Yeah, that's true. Whereas AJ was traded and in, in, in by far was the superior option out of all three and you know, showed was injured in, in some games and then we blamed it on AJ when in reality I think it's time to look elsewhere at that and look at the strength and conditioning coach and, and that staff. I mean, there's clearly there's a problem in that. And Rabel called out guys and has like directly called out David Long and Christian Fulton in his exit interview the other day. Which I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wasn't a huge fan of of mm-hmm. out players it's holding them accountable. And I guess they might respect that about Rabel, but it's just like I, he called Derek out as well for the fumbling issues. Yep. That's that's a that's a problem in itself, and in, in a very unlike him. But call out your coaching staff. He and he never has. You won't do that. He did fire him though. Maybe like you like talked about. Maybe maybe more's coming. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, and again, we'll be talking about this stuff throughout the course of the off season. Have some uh, guess. Excited, yeah, excited to get back into this thing with you guys and. Uh, fire up the old mock draft machines and, and get that going. I can't, I can't wait for mock draft season, guys. I'm, I'm excited. I'm thrilled, especially 11 is a fun a fun range because you're because you're in striking distance of you know maybe a quarterback if some something you know heats up, especially with the new GM. Um, kind of depending on what he says and what goes on there. So I'm excited. Probably CJ Stroud, is CJ Stroud still there at the fourth pick? Or are you trading up for him? He's got to declare first, Chris. That's true. He will. <laughs> uh, at That's four, a good point. Yes. Yeah. I told you, I'm in on either one. Will they pan out? Who knows? I think I'm more confident in Bryce than I am CJ. That's just me, though. I'm, I'm, yeah. I like Bryce, but I don't hate CJ. I just like Bryce more. Um, I just want some. I want somebody new to cheer for. Like he, 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 the only way to win this league right now is with one of those top elite quarterbacks, and the Titans I don't mean, have that. And I think one of those guys has the chance, the ability to be one of those guys. So I think there's, you, have, you know, there's something in in fandom where there's just something exciting about rooting for a young quarterback in the NFL, right? For your team to have a young quarterback. I think that's why everybody was so excited about Malik, like. Yeah, he was a third round pick, but like it's exciting to root for and hope for the future, right? When it, when it comes to a young quarterback, we haven't had that feeling since Mariota. Um, if CJ Stroud or or any of these guys will let this, I hope not. Wow. But any of these guys end up in two tone blue, the fan base is going to be excited for them. I, I won't go to a game if Wolf Lewis is the quarterback. <laughs> Show won't. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than to see him in a Colts uniform. Yeah, I agree with that. All I want to see is what if we, what if he has like a Josh Allen like trajectory? Dude, no chance. I watched a ton of Kentucky games. No chance. <laughs> like Wyoming was like, I didn't watch a ton of Wyoming games, but like. No, no, I'm not even. No, no chance, Chris. Don't even. <laughs> close. Not even close. All right, for Brett Brasher, for Chris Carter, my name is Austin Nelson. We appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. Get us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Uh, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Tell your friends and tell their friends. Tell their friends. As always, tighten up. Tighten up.
tighten up. 